0: To American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. We are graced with the presence of economics professor at Marshall University, Dr. Robin McCutcheon. Once again, I'm glad she's back on, and we discuss the current state of the campus environment, certainly at Marshall, the health of the students and the staff as it relates to the jabs. It's not going so well as you might expect. Uh, we also discuss the state centralized banking and how this basically involves states having their own banking system separate from the federal government, and how this is the way forward. We also discuss a variety of other issues, like how the media is red-pilling people, and normally in the past, they would have never done that. And we discuss many other geopolitical issues as well. So give this a listen, and I'll catch you on Monday. Take care. The other day, I did my usual recon of driving around Miami University's campus on Monday at about high noon, and uh, I counted 150 students walking around. That's it. That's it. And when I was, you know, when I was a student here, um, there would be thousands walking around, and I mean thousands. You know, it would look like an honest to god ant farm. Buses, mm-hmm. p- buses picking up students. Students packed into the, into the bus stops, packed onto the buses. It is an absolute ghost town. Our campuses as well. And since
1: you mentioned it the last time we talked, I've made a conscientious effort of um, looking down the Diag to see how many students are out and about because we have our student center sort of mid-campus on one side of the block. And that's where all the, that's where all the food uh, kiosks are, and they've got a nice cafeteria there. And when, I, when I'm looking down campus at 11 o'clock or 11.30 in the morning, or even 1.30 in the afternoon, there's not very many people there. And yesterday was a gorgeous day. I mean, students were talking in my class about skipping class for the afternoon so they could go outside. And so I made an I made a point of being out there about one thirty in the afternoon, and there were maybe a couple dozen students. It, it, the campus is empty. I don't know where the students are. Yep. But it's uh it's it's very
0: vacant. On Mm -hmm. college campuses, when the weather gets warm, you know exactly what you're going to see. There's going to be dudes out in the front of their houses throwing a football. Girls are going to be getting some sun. People are going to be walking around. The whole thing, not the case.
1: No. And where my building is, I'm on the corner of Hal Greer and Fifth Avenue, which is the far southwestern corner of campus. And if I look west down Fifth Avenue, all of the Frat houses are—it's Frat House Road down that way. There's nobody out, no one, and they should—they should be out there, like you said, tossing a football, playing out on the ground, playing some soccer. There's nobody there. I don't know where they are.
0: How on earth are they? And by they, I mean the university officials. How are they justifying the absence?
1: I don't know. I—I I, I don't know because I've not inquired. So I can't say that they actually know that there aren't a lot of students on campus. And our new president is so new to campus that I don't, think, I don't think it would hit him between the eyeballs when he looks out his window, because I think his window overlooks the inner diag of campus, which is more like a park area. I don't think he, it would hit him that there's not a lot of students out there.
0: I mean, they've got to be talking to each other about it. They have to. Just the basic eyeball
2: test. Yeah, I don't
1: know. But I can tell you, um, let's see, this is week eight. Week eight of of the semester. And for the last four weeks, I have had student after student after student email me, you know, I'm terribly sick. I've been sick for weeks. I'm going to the doctor. I'll bring you an excuse and i can i in fact I said to my husband not a, not a week ago i said i can I can stand in the front of class and I can almost nail with a hundred percent accuracy which students have been vaccinated twice, boosted twice, and so forth and I'll give you an an example just happened this week um one of the students in my four hundred level class she she looked ill her her face the the pallor of her skin was just gray. It. it she looked like she was death warmed over. And I just got an email from her yesterday saying, you know, sorry, I'm not in class. I'm I'm real sick. I've been sick for weeks. I don't know what's wrong. I'm going to the doctor. And I know for a fact, because she told me that both of her parents work at the university hospital system, and they've both been a couple times and boosted a couple times. So I'm pretty sure she is too. If nothing else, even if not boosted, she's sharing spike proteins with them. This is it's 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 bad. And um we've we've already I've been counting the people who from on campus who have died and, and since January a year ago we've had six. Uh, faculty or staff pass away suddenly. Young people. The last guy was right before Christmas and he was only 43. Heart attack. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't a heart attack. It was cancer. Wow. Stage four appeared suddenly. Guy's gone. Same thing with one of our secretaries. Um, her cancer showed up in May last year. So last year would have been 2022. So she was... Jab twice and boosted at least once. Stage four liver cancer, she lasted six months,
0: maybe. The cancer diagnosis, too, I mean, it's, it's really amplified. You know, these individuals yeah. go in, they're diagnosed with stage three, stage four. Weeks to months later, they're dead. Yeah.
1: Well, and our, um, our campus healthcare insurance company is jacking up the premiums by twenty five percent twenty five percent nobody's making lots of money over there, so these these uh anybody who has their insurance is really gonna be really gonna be sucking some lemons. Edward Dowd just came out he's he's got a new book out. I don't remember the title of it. I haven't purchased it yet, but where where he has been analyzing the social security mortality data, and he's been um, looking at the data that the Society of Actuaries is gathering, and they now have four complete quarters of excess death rates in the 40, 50, and 60 percent, and it's not going down. So this is all-cause mortality. It's not from COVID, and it started up, like Ed said, it started showing up in quarter three of 2021, right around the that was when One um, America Insurance um, came out in January 2022, early January 2022, and said, hey, we've got this 40% excess death rate, and we don't know why. They thought it was because nobody, you know, they they didn't have enough jabs. <laughs> but we only need, you know, soon here we'll have the entire year of 2022 from the Society of Actuaries. And at some point, they're going to say to all of their companies, insurance carriers, they're going to say, you have to start asking who's been jabbed and which one they got and how many they've had. And, um, you know, they're they're not going to remain stupid for too much longer or ignorant, maybe I should say, of what's going on here. It's just data, and there's only really one way to interpret it, and there's only one thing that changed in the middle of December 2020. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's pretty clear as to what's causing it.
1: Pretty pretty clear to me. Yeah, you know, and and the whole died suddenly. Um, That's 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 the question you're not allowed to ask, right? I mean, and that's right out of Atlas Shrugged. You're not allowed to ask the question. What's going on? Well, I posed that question yesterday in class after a big build-up and some and some proofs and such. And I said, the question that nobody's allowed to ask is, when somebody dies suddenly, did they get the COVID nineteen vaccine or injection or jab or whatever you want to call it? And the look on my students' faces was just
2: precious. Oh, I bet
1: it was a, a, as if they had never thought of it for. <laughs> I also had some nice clips that Jesse James sent me. One was the media montage about this is a threat to our
2: democracy. Yeah. And and he sent me another one that he had done
1: way back in the beginning. I think it was episode three where he goes through the smart technology, S M A R T and um and I wove those two clips into my lecture and the look on the students' faces, they were just dumbfounded. It was as if all of a sudden somebody ripped the wool off their eyes and they're like, oh my god, I didn't realize what was going on.
2: Yeah. It makes you wonder what they're doing in their spare time, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, don't know. Yeah. But they all admitted that they don't watch TV too much these days. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that, you're busy. But what was your favorite television program when you were a kid? And I went through the whole class, you know, Spongebob, Westerns, yada, yada. And and I said, don't you find it interesting that these shows are called programs? And they just kind of looked at me and I said, you've been programmed. And that's when the ice broke. Yeah. And I, you know, we, we were covering, we started with the Smith Munt Act of 1946, and I had them write on the board the bullet points, and then I had them summarize. And and they finally dragged their brains around to the fact that this act was put in in order to um, tell the media, the, the press, and the radio, and whatever TV stations there were at the time that you have to tell the truth to the American people, and the reason they did it was because they had seen what Joseph Goebbels and Hitler had done in Germany by commandeering the media, and there's only one message, and you're not allowed to contradict the message, and, and, you know, so then we get around to the modernization of the Smithmont Act in 2013, and and I said, you know, in a word, what did this act do? And they said it repealed the first one. I said, and what does that mean? They were like, all bets are off. Lie, lie your asses off. I said, yeah. And I said, do you remember on Monday when I said, what if everything you've ever learned is a lie? And they're they're kind of frowning at me. I said, who's been controlling who's been controlling the media for the last ten years? And they and and. It, The dawning look on their face was like, oh, my God. I said, not just the media, but education, too. All those school books? Yeah, them, too. Yeah. What if everything you've ever learned was a lie? It's controlled by somebody else, what you've been consuming. And that's why it's so hard for you to understand what's going on today, because... If you're if you're even consuming a little bit of the media, this this programming, this brainwashing is still going on inside, in between your ears, inside
0: your head. Probably going to butcher this, but I, yeah, I think it was the ph- uh, philosopher Seneca when he said something like, "Leisure without study is death." <laughs> I mean, if they're not if they're not on the right platforms, and they're not investigating, and they're not looking into this, and if they, of course, it's been pounded into their brains that learning is exhausting, and uh, and tiresome, and not interesting, and it's the K twelve system, of course, that's beat that into them as hard as possible. But uh, it it doesn't surprise me that they wouldn't want to learn in their spare time. But if they realize they're being lied to you would think that that would be a good enough motivator?
1: You would think. Um, you now, I, I did point out that in, in the book Atlas Shrugged, Rand does not spend very much time talking about the media and how they're controlled and how um, the media narrative is the overarching story that everybody's being bought into or being brainwashed into and that the heroes in the story are the ones who are able to kind of break out of that matrix and stand outside of it and, and turn around and look at it and go, oh my gosh, I can see what's going on. But these students are still very much tied to the matrix, and it's, um, it's like Morpheus said, these people are so connected to the matrix, they're so inured to what's going on, that they would fight you to stay connected
2: to the matrix. Yep. And that's what he tells Neo as they're walking through
1: the the uh, program. So, you know, it's a it's a it's an uphill battle. And every semester, you know, I sort of at the beginning of the semester, I have to kind of gird my loins and go, okay, it's a new class. I have to start right back over at the beginning, and um, and I've been really blessed these last several years that the world has thrown me so many really great, timely examples. Um, so it, it's still it's never an easy thing to break through the programming, but if I can get them just asking questions, that's, that's a step in the right direction.
0: Agreed. In fact, that was the subject of my last Substack article. And it had to do with uh, a local school board meeting here where the school board is having to make cuts to the K-12 district, of course. And then uh, they're they're rearranging where the teachers are going to be teaching and in what elementary school building. And in that board meeting, you hear the wails of you know the the public and and the parents and the people allegedly representing the teachers and they're saying you know we can't do this this is going to impact everybody's mental and emotional health in particular children how are they going to get over this and i mean they're screaming and yelling and uh i've found it ironic of course that now all of a the sudden they think that changing buildings is going to be detrimental to their mental and emotional health when in fact gagging children for 2 years and uh, and coercing them into taking a biological weapon apparently had no impact on their mental and emotional health. Right. And then on yep. t- and on top of that, I mean, even Cliff was talking about Cliff High was talking about that just the other day because uh, he puts out he puts a, he puts out a lot of audio stuff on his Substack too. But he was talking about th- that very same thing, ironically enough, it just the uh, the wailing and the emotional outbursts that you're going to hear from people and how this is the matrix slipping through their fingers. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's and the emotional the component. Thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, I I want to get back to the to the jabs just briefly cuz you you mentioned a couple of things that uh, triggered my memory on this, but you mentioned you had a student who again just looked looked gray and and looked older and and of course not well. There was a um that, of course, is very real when it comes to the jabs and there and there was a a post on Great Awakening I read the other day that I meant to read on the show, but I'll just bring it up here and it it had everything to do with that it was uh It was a woman who was divorced and from her husband of course, and uh she hadn't seen him in approximately five years, and their son, who is older uh lives closer to the father than the mother. And she hadn't seen him in at least two years, but they both came over to visit and she told them both back in 2020, 2021, don't take the shots. They'll kill you. And again, having not seen them in years, they came into her house and she goes, they they looked, they both took the jabs. She didn't, but the two, the two guys did. And she said they looked unrecognizable. She said the, hus- wow. the husband was where he used to be, again, bigger and strong uh, and and youthful and exercised. He looked thin, gaunt, was losing most of his hair. That was never a problem in the past. And uh, and he was talking about all of his health problems, but wasn't making the connections. And then the son was basically in the exact same situation. He looked gaunt. Uh, he He had this gray tint about him, she said you know that uh the visible physical impact that that this is having on people is is undeniable and what's interesting i think is that it's it doesn't seem to be happening with everybody and certainly not at the exact same pace yes um and then and then there was this and this just happened this morning i just got this text message from a contributor, a contributor to the to the show here, and they send me a great deal of information. And she's a good friend. She lives out in uh, New Mexico. She said that her nephew, who is in, I believe, elementary school, uh, who is not jabbed, was in the nurse's office, and the nurse called the ambulance for her for her nephew because of an irregular heart rate. Oh man. And she started asking me, you know, do the spike proteins shed on, on people? And, yeah. and yeah, the answer is yes. And then I, I linked her up with, uh, that supplement nat natto if I'm not mistaken. Um, I have some of it at my disposal, but it apparently removes a lot of the spike proteins. And she said that, uh, you know, he, they took him in the ambulance to the hospital and they were going to hook him up to ekgs and and do all the heart monitor tests and stuff but i'm telling you what these school environments are poisonous for a thousand reasons oh yeah and yeah. if if you've got 80 to 90 to 100% of the people working there jabbed then uh that's not good for anybody well i in my from my own experience this semester
1: has been even even more tough than the fall semester um, and within a day of the semester starting um let's see after the first day, I again had a bloody nose, and I was and and i knew I just knew in my heart that it was because I had. I had left my office door open, and there were a lot of people coming and going down the hallway. And the, I, in my imagination, I could just see the the uh, clouds of spike proteins. And um, so I increased I increased uh, the n acetylcysteine cysteine. I doubled it, and I take it morning and night now. Whereas before, I was just taking it in the morning. And I um, I doubled up on my ivermectin and um i changed where i stand in my in my last class because that's the one where the, the classroom is the most is the smallest and i realized that i was standing next to people who were jabbed so i changed my location where i was standing in the classroom and i left the classroom door open to get some airflow in there hopefully you know i'm standing not in front of the door, I'm standing on the opposite side of the door, so hopefully the spike proteins are headed out to the hallway away from me but um if i if the people around this girl who's very sickly, if they also are jabbed and all of them look bad, they just look unhealthy um it's it's an it's a dangerous place for anybody jabbed or not. So I don't know. I think that um I think that what we're going to see in the coming months and years is more disease, more death, more destruction, just more. And you know, we just have to be we have to be on our toes. We have to be always um, proactive about keeping our own selves healthy and staying away from people who are jabbed as much as possible, and that's hard to do if you have to teach face-to-face and you have no other option. It's not going to get any easier or any better, not for a little while, anyway.
0: You know, it's interesting, too, that you mentioned the, the proximity thing, I think the, I, I have, I have no evidence basically that, that the spike proteins and everything travel in the air, so to speak, but I, I'm certain it's electromagnetism. You know, that if you're, if you're next to someone whose immune system is irregular or even amplified in a negative way, of course, our, our own immune systems, even the unjabbed, we make spike proteins. So. My guess would be is that again, by being around them and being close to the jabbed that that's amplifying your immune system and your spike proteins that your body already makes, and then mm-hmm. that's that's what's causing that immune response it's
2: I, It's entirely possible um, yeah. at
1: some point someone will do some real scientific research and they'll probably say, "Oh yeah, this is electromagnetic, but I can tell you that the first three weeks of class I was standing in very close proximity to where this young woman was sitting um, she and her friends and I'm sure because they all looked they all looked horrible and they've they've been missing a lot of class and when I finally connected all the dots that's when I shifted my position away from them and to the other side of the classroom and I left the classroom door open and like I said I I jacked up my acetylcysteine. Um, I've, I've actually jacked up the glutamine and glutathione that I take, and I have I have been continually taking the ivermectin morning and night. Um, and I just, you know, every day I'm thinking, I just need to get to the end of the semester so I can get away from these
0: people. They have no idea what they've done. These university they environments, know. it's awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> No, I, I have no clue. I came across an article just this morning that said that 80% of the blood supply is contaminated with spike proteins.
1: Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I read an article the other day. Some, some scientist on a lark um, threw some leeches in some vaccinated blood, and three days later, the leeches were dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, well, wow. there you go. Good Lord. <laughs> It was it was like, let's just see what happens.
0: Wow. Even leeches don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Even
1: the leeches are dead. Oh, if we'd only known this.
0: (laughs) Honest to God.
2: Ugh.
1: So anyway, yeah, it's it's campus is weird and um and so here's some more anecdotal evidence. Um so I'm certain I'm absolutely certain that I'm the only person in my entire department that was not jabbed at all. Um, And I've spoken before of one of the professors who after the first two jabs refused to get any more. He is now, this is now 18 months later and he's lost, uh, he's lost, he looks gaunt. And that's tough for him to do because his complexion is very dark. So it's sort of a, Grayish, dark grayish color. Right. There's no, there's no lift in his feet. There's no light in his eyes. Um, he's on campus very little. He looks ill. He, 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 There's no other way to put it. Um, we, we've, we've, we've had in our department, we've had people who are young who have um, bone diseases that they shouldn't have and they're jabbed. Um we have a we have a young woman in our in our department who's I know she's at least twice jabbed and she has um can, can I say she she has reproductive problems?
2: Sure. Yep. And
1: none of them are making the connection or if they are they're not talking about it. I still have colleagues, older colleagues, in fact, there's one who was um, spearheading the march towards um, forcing the university president to mandate the jab. I fought back really hard, and that went away. Um, The man who's spearheading it from our college is still wearing a mask, and he also is looking quite gaunt and very gray, and that's difficult for him because he's a dark he's got dark complexed skin.
2: Right. And um and I found myself just feeling sorry for these people. They have no idea that they've killed themselves. They just don't know. You know,
0: we we we've talked about this before, but I given the fact that we are where we are now, let me let me ask this again. Where do you see I mean, it's basically like an interview question, sort of you know where do you see yourself in five years but where where do you where Where do you see Marshall University in five
2: years? Oh man, that's a tough one.
1: Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what are they going to do when fifty percent of the faculty population is either dead or dying, how are they going to replace them you know? Um, I don't think anybody's making the connections yet and um, i'm not I'm not sure where Marshall University is going to be. They did not mandate the jab, so I don't think that um, I don't think that anybody can go after them uh, financially and the only reason they didn't mandate the jab is because I put up such a hissy fit and basically told the president and the chief counsel if you do this I'm going to sue you and I will have grounds to sue you. Um, So I don't know if anybody can go after them because they didn't mandate the jab. They just, you know, encouraged and blackmailed and extorted everybody to get it. Um, But I don't know. I mean, take a look at uh, WBU, West Virginia University. They did mandate the jab. Now, can you imagine some... Some lawyer shark out there sniffs around, smells a billion dollars sitting up at WVU, and goes after it, puts them out of business. And by default, Marshall University is the university left. <laughs> I don't know. Um, How can they stay? As far fi-
0: as we- How can they stay financially afloat with no students? I, I, that's that's another good
1: question. A lot of our. There's a big push to put a lot of our degree programs as a total online program so that they can reach out across the world and get more students from across the world. Um, I I don't know
2: if that's going to work. I I, I really don't know. Amazing.
1: I, I just, I don't have any answers because it's tough for me to Look into my crystal ball and wave the clouds away, and get and get anything that looks like it might be realistic. Um, and as far as where I see my own self in five years, I'm I'm looking for a side door.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I've, you know I'm 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 kind of edging my way around the room, trying to stay away from the spike protein clouds, and I'm I'm looking for an exit door where I can kind of sneak out and um you know save myself because you know there's just there, you can't get in the way of the herd that's going off the cliff and and you you just can't save some people and obviously i couldn't save very many i know i saved a few because i had a janitor who consulted with me in the fall of let's see <clears throat> trying to think, I think it was the fall of 2021, where he was trying to, he heard me talking to students about how to fight back, so he consulted with me about how to fight his K-12 through school board, and I, I told him about the Bonds for the Win website, so he went and did all his research and threw it against his school board. And one and then he took his all of his kids out of the public school system. And he's got them now in other private schools that he's he's really glad he did that and and he thanked me the other day. He said, Thank you for all of that information. He said, you know, we got our we got our kids unmasked, we got them in good schools, none of us are jabbed. He said, I'm really feeling hopeful. So, you know, there's one family
2: and That's their correct. descendants.
1: That's great. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's these tiny little victories, but you can't save everyone. And you know, when they, when the <laughs> the stupidest smart people in the world look at you and laugh and say, you know, you you've got to get this experimental jab because I say so, and I, I said, no, thank you, I don't need to, and you can't make me. And they're the ones who are now suffering. Yeah. Bet you're not, I, and I can I can just absolutely bet that they haven't connected the dots, especially when the insurance company that insures everyone on campus, the health insurance company comes around this year and says, oh, by the way, starting in July, your premiums are going to go up 25%. Well, I can imagine why, because they've had hundreds of people now using using up all of their insurance. Know at what point are they going to say, "Wait a minute, did you get jabbed? How many times? When did you get? Which one did you get? What batch was it? Oh, we're, we're not going to cover you for all of these, all of these all cause diseases because we know the jab is, you know, the impetus for all of these adverse effects.
2: It's
0: long COVID.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Not, uh, not
0: fade. Yeah. Not vaccine. Induced AIDS. No, no, not that. It's the variance. Not that. <laughs> That's right. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, yeah. So you know i i don't have I don't have any answers. I'm just looking around to see what will what can I do to save my own self at this point? Because I can't save. I can't save the university.
2: I can't save. Um, anyone else i can only save myself at this point yep now well, i'll tell you what in
0: you this know? in that same vein let me ask you this then and and uh and we can we can discuss this a little if you're interested the world health organization of course and their <laughs> pandemic treaty which i'm sure you're familiar with <laughs> Uh, You know, they, of course, are meeting this week and ratifying this uh, totalitarian, whatever you want to call it. Um, I I brought this up at the end of my, toward the end of my show in the last episode. And I basically said, okay, let's look back at what's happened and when they pulled this trigger in 2020 and when they're likely to pull this again. So I've got Uh got two quick things here that I just want to read and, and get your take on it. One of them, of course, is directly from the World Health Organization and uh, on their website. And it says the following, it says the zero draft will be considered by the WHO member states and relevant stakeholders at INB4 on the 27th of February through the 3rd of March of 2023. It says the INB5 on 3 through 6th of April, 2023. And then it says this. It says, the INB will submit its outcomes for consideration by the 77th World Health Assembly in 2024, with a progress report on the 76th World Health Assembly in 2023. I found that interesting because it just says the word by. So I thought to myself, okay, they're going to do this again. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, like Mark said, they're either going to crank up the 5G, the, the people who are jabbed are going to start falling in front of our eyes. They're going to blame it on Marburg, but in the end, uh, they're going to have some kind of a lockdown again, which means that the schools, of course, will all fall in line and do what they're told by the county health departments because of this thing that's going around. And then I came across this. And this is an actual job application in the UK. Uh, and it is t- the job application position is titled Vaccine Supply Operations Lead from the UK Health Secretary Agency, or I'm sorry, Security Agency. And it says to apply for the position before uh, Tuesday, the 14th of February of this year. It has the salary there, anywhere from $49,000 to $62,000 a year. Here's the summary of the job position. It says, the Vaccines and Countermeasures Response Department is part of the National Infection Service Directorate. It is concerned with the procurement, sorry, this is a little blurry, "uh, procurement and supply of vaccines for the immunization program which is capitalized, and the national stockpiles vaccine agreements and storage and distribution requirements for pandemic flu preparedness and emergency response planning. This includes the budget management and financial accounting in relation to these arrangements. Down at the bottom of this description, just to for the, brev- for the sake of brevity here, it says uh, the role of the vaccine supply operations lead is a new post to support the operations providing accurate and timely reports for the ran- for a range of stakeholders during what is expected to be the UK's largest vaccination program, which will be delivered at place at pace rather, and will be a key ministerial priority. Says the role will be directly responsible for the daily operational management of all COVID-related products, uh, something their timely distribution across the UK, Crown dependencies, and overseas territories. I interpret that as forced vaccination.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, we we know the cabal is intent on. Um, taking over the world, right? So this is not a terribly big surprise that they're going to continue forward. They don't have any other direction they can go. They, they, they can't back up because they've been exposed. Every day the light shines brighter upon them and certain people in their organizations across countries or within countries And so, you know, they're just going to try and push it through, like the WHO agreement that supposedly Biden signed. Well, if that's a treaty, doesn't the
0: House and Senate have to approve it? My whole take on it was (laughs) that uh, because they pulled this card in 2020 and everybody just did what they were told, including government, then, of course, we already have a world government. So... You know, Constitution be damned. I think, as far as they're concerned, they don't care because we've already seen that they don't care. Um, right. You know, it, it, my only question now is is when? Because in 2020, they pulled it at a very interesting time regarding the education profession because they utilized spring break as sort of their jumping point. And they said, well, a lot of people are already on spring break, and then this happened, and now we'll, we'll just do online education and then summer break and then we'll figure it out in August and September. Right. But but look at what happened.
1: I mean, after after covid, I'm going to put it in quotes, went flying through. And we know that viruses don't really exist. We know this was the covid was a bioweapon, it was manufactured. Then what was the next thing that came out? Delta, right? And then they tried Omicron. And Last year in the fall, they were trying to hype up monkeypox. That one, I was really curious to find out how our school was going to lock us down for monkeypox, because I was going to, I was going to toss back up towards the president and the general counsel. You know, do you know how monkeypox is spread? Right. (laughs) Are you certain you've got this down? Because locking us down for monkeypox sounds stupid. I'm everything that. That the deep state has tried has boomeranged on them. I I just don't know how they can make this work when there's so many people even more awake now than there was three years ago in 2020. <clears throat> I think they're I think they're trying to throw wet spaghetti at a wall to see what's going to stick, and nothing is sticking. Their 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 narrative is gone. They they don't own um. Even even if they have the mainstream media, there are very few people who are still listening. You know, so people are breaking out of their their deep slumber and they're they're looking around and they're saying, "Hey, what's going on?" Like my students just yesterday. Oh, well, that's 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 really interesting. So I, I'm I'm not sure how the WHO can pull this off. I think. I don't think it's going to work. I think that um, at some point, someone is going to, someone's going to say that Biden can't do this. That this is a seditious or a treasonous act, and I, I think at some point, that all all bets have been off. I think all bets have been off for a while. I I just I don't know how they can make this work. You know, um, we've, got, we've got what's going on over in Ukraine, which is, you know, I've said it for a couple of years that Ukraine is the money laundering capital of the world. Little did I know, because I thought I was being funny, but little did I know that it really was true. And, and, you know, as soon as President Putin smashes it flat, then there goes their money laundering operation. But what are the what are all these people who are grifting off of this going to do? Their money is gone, and even if they have U.S. dollars, it's not going to be worth anything. They'll they'll be worthless.
2: Yeah. So
1: what are they going to do? You know, everything that they're trying, Sean. And this is this is the part that I find very interesting. Is I'm watching all of this and I'm going, okay, well maybe some of the stuff that's going on is just another little poke at the sleepers to awaken you know everybody everybody awakens at a different time with a different stimulus if you know if it wasn't the the jabs that poke you awake maybe it's you know Biden doing something unconstitutional yeah and you're right not that they pay attention to the constitution anyway they sort of look at it as a you know, an irre- irrelevant document that they're just going to stomp all over anyway, but I'm thinking somebody's watching them. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I'm I'm having a really, <clears throat> I'm having a really tough time trying to square all the corners on this one. Because yeah. every time I look around, I see the deep state's next move being foiled. Like, like, look at that um, train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah. Um. That the <laughs> there's there's I'm now hearing, and so grain of salt. I'm now hearing that um, the toxins that were on that train might have been bound for Ukraine, so that they could use them to do some kind of mustard gas bio weapon. Toxic gas
0: spill over there, and and I'll he's tell you dating. something. Mike Dewine has Ukraine ties dating years yes. back. Yes, and doesn't he? Didn't
1: he uh, sprain his ankle and now he's wearing a boot?
0: <laughs> allegedly, yeah.
1: Alle- allegedly, Yeah. Right, and I just find it interesting that the Mike Dewine I saw on TV didn't look anything like the Mike Dewine I saw several years ago. Very similar, not the same person. Bone structure is different. You know, I, I just, there's so many things that I don't have solid, verifiable answers. All I have is a hunch. And my hunch is that a lot of what we're seeing the deep state try to get away with, they're not being able to do it. They're being foiled at a faster and faster rate. Um. I mean I'm sure you saw the Woody Harrelson uh Saturday Night Live blurb, the opening monologue where he's he's saying it and, and he's saying, you know, I was I was uh sitting under a tree in Central Park and I was reading the script for a for a new movie and and in the movie, um uh, big drug cartels buy up all the governments and all the media, and they, they get the governments to lock the people down, and the only way you can get out of your house is if you take their drug over and over and over. And he said, it's ridiculous. I'm paraphrasing. It's, it's ridiculous. Who would believe it? I threw the script away. Well, by Sunday morning, the media is slamming him for being a COVID-19 conspiracy theorist.
0: <laughs> yep, and not, and not a single person laughed in that audience. Yeah. I mean, he was stepping, he was taking a red pill, cramming it into their mouth, and then stepping on it. And there was absolutely yeah. nothing that they could do to escape it. Yep, yep. So,
1: I mean, at every turn, every turn, the deep state is desperate to keep the narrative going. Um, I was uh, I was listening, will I was on Jesse's show a week ago, and I think it was Outcast who said, you know, the, the, the media used to take a theme and uh, kind of a pre programming theme and they'd run this theme for ten years. And he said, now they can't even run it for ten days. The alternative media, like like the part that you're playing, is we've got so many researchers out there that take whatever narrative the media is trying to Pearl at us, and they strip it bare within hours. The media can't hold a narrative for more than a day. We're getting to the point where Cliff High said we would get to where the media won't be able to hold a narrative for hours. You know, so yeah. um, there's man, I, I don't want to engage in hopium, but what my eyes are telling me is that there's there are other actors behind the scenes that are taking control or have taken control and are not allowing the deep state narrative to get very far at all. And 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 just the fact that you and I are not locked up in a concentration camp, I'm sorry, 15-minute city
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> with no exits, like Cleveland, um, just the fact that there's so many truthers out there tells me that the deep state is not winning this they're not winning and they can't win and they don't know how to win all they know how to do because they've been exposed is to go forward so what does the who do they try to put together this pandemic treaty that will allow them to be a world government it's not going to work but it will keep waking people up Yeah. And I think that's I think that's the whole point now is to is for it's for the good guys to keep using whatever the deep state is doing to wake more people up so that you get get imagine eight billion people okay well wait a minute, eight billion people minus the deep state all you know ninety nine percent of the people on the planet waking up and realizing that we've been had. We've been flim-flam for centuries. and um, And it's not going to work now because we're using technology. We're using their technology that they invented against them to expose them in all areas of their lives. So I think that, I think this is going to end up good. I think that we are going to find ourselves in a different world, where where programming and brainwashing and indoctrination just begins to crumble away and fall by the wayside. I mean, we're going to have a different. We're going to have a different world. We're going to have a very much smaller government at the federal level. Um, I'm sure you've read the Devolution series by Patel Patriot. Yes. Yes. And um and he had even a year ago, he said, Look, I'm not a Q follower. You know, I haven't now he's changed his tune in the last couple of months. Now he's he's reading some things. But when he was writing the Devolution series, he had he had deliberately not read the Q Drops. So he says. So that he would so he says. Yeah. So he would not be influenced in his writing. But if, if what he wrote is anywhere true then we are in a continuity of government scenario and the federal government is being devolved back down to the states and that's going to be devolved back down to the counties and the precincts and and it's going to take a while i think cliff said this is going to take a decade or maybe more yeah but we're 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 well on our way um, the money system that we're accustomed to, that's going to change too. And Russia and China have already been at it for a year. You know, Russia's got their gold goldback ruble. They're the strongest currency on earth, followed very closely by China's yuan. And they've got, as far as I can tell, they've got 60% of the countries in the world on their system and so the US dollar is toast it's just a matter of timing now it's it's no no longer a matter of if it will happen it's only a matter of when will it go down and it's going down now um so you know all the countries that are that are trying to still use the US dollar as the world's reserve currency are are being faced with the fact that that US dollar is buying less and less in order to trade with countries that are on the brick system with russia and china they have to have something of value to trade
0: i like that video you you sent um oh thank you with uh austin Fitz, and i it was a tennessee senator i believe yes um Go, oh, it escaped me. Go ahead and describe that because it again okay. the, the state central the state central banking I, I I do believe has to be the way forward.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. The the banking so what they're doing over in um what they're doing in Tennessee, it's Senator Frank Nicely. Um what they're doing in Tennessee is they're setting up a a bullion bank where the state will hold its own gold and back its own currency. And um, uh, Frank Nicely just submitted a week or two ago to the Tennessee Senate SB 150, which which proposes for Tennessee to have its own sovereign bank so that the state of Tennessee will be its own sovereign country, which it is, or it was originally, you know, before it became a corporation. And so they're, they're going to devolve backwards, not backwards, they're going to, they're going to take themselves and be their own sovereign government with their own sovereign currency. And I would imagine that much like Utah and Wyoming and Nevada, they can use the gold backs uh from Nevada from Nevada gold backs. They can have their own sovereign currency that literally has gold in it. And so that's going to that's going to free the state of Tennessee from being part of the Federal Reserve cabal. And states um I think uh North Dakota Did not join the cabal. They had their. They've had their own sovereign, bullion bank since 1919. They they didn't go the same way everybody else did. Um, Other states around the country are doing it as well. So, you know, it's these little things that sort of fly so far under the radar that unless it pops up in front of your face, you don't see it. That that makes me take another step towards. There are things happening that um, the deep state cannot foil, nor can they stop. So the sovereign sovereign bank, the sovereign state bank, means that 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 state, Tennessee, will not be part of the Federal Reserve System. They will have their own gold and silver bullion. Their currency will not be a Federal Reserve note. It'll be something else, a Tennessee treasury, or something gold-backed and And Tennessee will release itself from the Federal Reserve Bank matrix.
0: And the thing that the Senator said too, which is a hundred percent accurate also, and uh, is going to get real ugly, of course, is the legal fight because hes you know, he openly said he said, "Look, there's going to be a ton of people that don't want that to be the case."
1: Yeah, but how much power do they have?
0: Right.: Right.
1: So we get back to. Um, He who has the gold rules, well, the Federal Reserve note is nothing but a puff of air and some cotton. May as well use it as toilet paper at this point. So the, the deep state is losing power daily. And as people awaken to find themselves in this matrix and then extricate themselves out of it, Day by day by day, the deep state is losing. Not only are they losing people out of the matrix, but they're going to be losing states out of the matrix. They're losing countries out of the matrix. They're they're going to be left with an empty bag. That they, they will have nothing. And they'll be the scourge of the earth because the alternative media will expose every single one of them. They won't be able to walk down the street um, so, I, I, there's there's stuff happening that you can see the visible actions, you just can't see the people behind them,
2: if that makes any sense.
0: It, it does. And, and tying back into the media aspect of it, too, and I, again, I brought this up on my show, I think, in the last episode, but there's no way that ABC... And their entire apparatus would allow Michael Strahan to ask a jab-related question or imply that kind of question to DeMar Hamlin. I don't know if you saw right. the. I, I don't know if you saw that interview between the two of them, but I mean, normally they would never even allow that question to be asked. He looks point. Exactly. Yeah, he looks point blank at him and says, uh, "So, what did your doctors tell you about this?" And they actually aired his response, which was a, n- a no response. I mean, it was right. a, it was a non-response, and uh, it was the elephant in the room. They they would never let that happen. Exactly.
2: That's my that's my point. Yep. Is
1: there's there's all these little things. They're not big. They're not gigantic. They're not <clears throat> they're not shoved up in your face, but they're right there for you to see, if if you have the eyes to see them, if you have removed the scales from your eyes and you've lifted the wool off of your head so that you can see what's going on. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I've heard a couple different stories of the Damar Hamlin exhibition. One was it was a total false flag. Um, one was that it was real and he's really dead and they found a ringer that by the way didn't have the same tattoos that the original Damar Hamlin had. I saw that for myself on pictures and I thought, Well that's interesting. You couldn't even you couldn't even bring yourself to put the proper tattoos on this guy for shame shame on you.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> so so yeah, it's these little things like this. And then let's see, today is Thursday, so Tuesday I think it was um Savannah Guntry Left the Today Show in the middle of the show because she tested for a third time with COVID. <laughs> You've got in me In the middle of the show. No, I'm not kidding. In the middle of the show, she just never returned. And Koda, Koda Katab has been gone for a week having tested again for COVID. So I'm expecting them both to show up on the show, you know, maybe tomorrow or Monday with a boot on.
0: <laughs> no kidding.
1: <clears throat> And I think that we can take these boots. I mean, how odd is it that all of these legislators have wrecked one ankle or the other? That now they're wearing an ankle boot.
2: Yeah,
0: that's
1: just strange. What a what an
0: odd coincidence. And in my day, so, if you, in my day, if you twisted your ankle, you were on crutches. You weren't wearing a boot.
1: Right. Right. So. And I've broken my ankle a couple of times. I wasn't in a boot. I was in a cast on crutches. Right. Even a bad twist of the ankle, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be walking around in a boot. That's ridiculous. That's the most stupid thing I've ever. My,
0: my orthopedic surgeon would have the shutters. No <laughs> kidding. That's a question so, for. That's I a mean, question for Janda. You should ask him that.
1: That's a good idea. Maybe I will. Yeah. So I think that I, I I just there's some odd things going on and I'm just keeping my eyes open. Um I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. That roller coaster of emotion is too um too frisky for me to get on. But I'm just watching. I'm watching what's going on in the world and I'm 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 filled with hope because I see things like I said about um the banking system worldwide, the Western central banking system is going to collapse. I mean, it literally, it's a breath away from dead. And and isn't it odd that um, President Putin spent, I don't know, five or six months tiptoeing his way through Ukraine. He could, he could have overrun the country
0: in six weeks. I know. You know, you know that, that's but one he of the- didn't. I know, that's one of the things that I just, I I think is absolutely hilarious to anybody who's actually believing what's on their television regarding all of that. Ukraine is, I mean, Ukraine is the thumb of the entire body that is Russia. Just from a geographic standpoint, like you said, they could wipe them off the face of the planet if they Um, really wanted to.
1: Wouldn't have taken them, it wouldn't have taken them a whole year, but, but, you know, but what did what did the um the uh defense ministry from Russia do? They tiptoed their way through Ukraine, they invaded every single bio lab there, they collected all the material and now they can prove that the US government has been funding all these bioweapons labs over in Ukraine. They can prove it. They have proved it. Yep. So, um You know, and now, and for what did we hear for a year, we heard the mainstream media saying, yeah, Ukraine's got this. And I looked at that and I went, you guys are living on fantasy land. Ukraine doesn't got this. Ukraine is doomed. Russia's going to go in there and they're going to get rid of all the bioweapons labs. They've got all the evidence that the U.S. was doing this and probably other countries from the Five Eyes. And they're going to prove to the world, the world's people, not the world, not the governments from all the countries that the deep state has invaded. But they're going to prove to the people of the world just how evil this deep state is and what their plans were for the the um, genocide of the world. And and the ha- and and that's going to come out too. So you know, at the at the end of it, Ukraine will be no more. The the actor Zelensky. I don't know if the real Zelensky is still alive, but the actor is, you know, now he comes out yesterday and he says to the United States, well, you're going to have to send your sons and daughters to die with us. And I'm thinking you can shove that one right up your Ukrainian butt. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know. No, I, I said, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. But again, if that's what needs to be said to wake up another five dozen people out of their deep slumber, then that's what the actor is going to say. Uh, how about this one? Biden, yesterday, or the, let's see, yesterday is Wednesday, so Tuesday, Biden comes out and says, yeah, my nurse whispered things in my ear that I know she never learned at nursing school. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, you he's, know, a, he's and, a sexual predator, ladies
2: and gentlemen. Every
1: day, every yeah. day, clown world is displayed for us to laugh at, and I think that some of these things that are that normally would would have me shaking in my boots, I'm just laughing at it because I'm thinking you guys are on crack. yes yeah. Hunter's defense team is now infighting and fighting within themselves, and someone said um, they they read off the title of the article, and it was like. Hunter's defense legal team is cracking up, and I'm thinking maybe they're on crack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, I think there's enough things out there to amuse you if you look at it as entertainment and the exposure of the, the invisible enemy, as President Trump would call it, so that everybody can see it. Because once everyone in the world sees how these evil demon tainted demon tainted SOBs are, they're going to turn around and they're not going to ever entertain that kind of person being in their community ever again for generations. This kind of evil is being eradicated from the earth. I'm- and and what I think what we're watching now is just it's the big reveal. It's just the show. Um, it's to show everyone. It's to show everyone what Trump and the White Hats always knew was there. But you can't fight it unless you reveal it to the world. The only way you can fight this entity, these these people who are so evil, is to reveal their identities and all of their plans to everyone in the world and that's exactly what's happening
2: and that's good. You
0: brought up an excellent example yeah. on Jesse's show about you know you were describing the the pyramid and the all-seeing eye and you said basically if you if you remove a level below the all-seeing eye then everybody below that is basically just running around like a chicken with their heads cut off. And what have we seen? Exactly.
1: What if, what have we so I think and and I I use the example of the all seeing eye as being Satan, but whoever's sure. controlling it, right? They, the the I think the the Council of Three Hundred. I think the thirteen families are gone. Um, I think they're gone, body and soul, unless they flipped and you know are very contrite and are working with the white hats. I think, the, I think there are several levels that are removed because now what are we seeing? We're seeing the level where all the giant corporations are being exposed for the evil entities that they are. Um, we've been remarking to ourselves for the last six or seven months about all the different food warehouses that have gone up in smoke, right? We've been um, – Tractor Supply was exposed as tainting chicken feet uh um the people in my neighborhood who have chickens have switched they're, they they've switched from Tractor to Supply to some other more natural feed chicken feed that they're getting right from the farmers it's not Tractor Supply and now their chickens are laying laying eggs again so we've been we've been seeing these multinational corporations being exposed yeah. Right. And so that's what needs to happen so that people will stop doing business with them and start and and little by little, bit by bit, we're going back to the mom and pop shops, right? The people who are not going to poison their neighbors because they need them as customers. We're we're going to we're going to remove ourselves to communities that actually care about each other. Somebody said online the other day, um, they were talking about Cleveland that's, um, that's advertising itself as a 15-minute city and I, and I said to myself, well, they can't really advertise themselves at a, as a 15-minute concentration camp because no one would move there. But somebody else online said, well, we used to have 15-minute cities. They were called Small Town USA.
2: <laughs> right. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a small town, USA. You could, you could walk down to the grocery store, you know, on the way is the post office. Everything was within walking distance, but there, were no, there weren't any walls and nothing depended on your credit score, your ESG score. And, um, and that's, you know, when we decentralize the big cities, that's what we're going we're gonna to go back to with the small towns know. Um, also, something else that I found interesting is that um, Florida is now going after every single one of its universities, its state-funded universities, to have them have the university give them a line item of how they're spending their diversity, equity, and inclusion money. And then I think I'm pretty sure the next step is just to say, we're not going to fund that. Companies left and right are firing their diversity equity, and inclusion staff um, I think I was reading that there were there were several states and and I apologize I did not write the states down that are um threatening um their their Pension funds with, if you are going to invest our money in companies with ESG in it, we're going to take our money out. Yeah. So, little by little, tiny, itty-bitty steps, but over the course of a year or two or three, they turn out to be pretty gigantic moves. People are being um, exposed to these plans that the deep staters had. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion is going to go away. I'm waiting for Marshall to fire its diversity, equity, and inclusion staff. They could save a ton of money that way.
0: No kidding. No kidding. In fact, that leads me, that leads me to this, and I wanted to ask you this. I found this out yesterday from my dad via another uh, retired Miami University professor who apparently is enraged by this, and rightfully so, and he's apparently going up the chain of command as much as he can, to even at the state level, to see if he can get rid of this. But I wanted to ask you if if Marshall does this or does something close to it. Miami apparently, in all of their departments now, during the interview process, at some stage of the interview process, they ask the interviewee, to sign a diversity equity and inclusion pledge, and if they and if they don't sign it, then they don't move on to the next part
2: of the interview
1: Wow i you know I have not heard of that being proposed um,
0: seems completely illegal
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that totally violates all of all of e o c doesn't it i i I don't know. Um, I know that the university's president, the one that we have now, is all in on this diversity stuff, and i'm I'm just sitting back and I'm just watching. Um, I'm just I'm just watching um, i i I mean, they want to make sure that the the student body is diverse. well, that's a little hard to do if you get 85% of your students from the five counties around huntington west virginia yeah i'm just saying yeah you know so if you're looking for different skin color you're going to have to go somewhere else
0: are you are you on the search committee for your department
1: um when we have need yes we, we haven't had the last bunch of people that we hired came in and twenty eighteen and that was pre the big DEI push. So no, we didn't have any of those kind of questions. And and I would have put the I would have put the hammer down on that one really fast. Said, you, you can't ask these questions. It's yeah. illegal. Do so they... if you're gonna ask these questions, I'm gonna file a I'm gonna file some kind of paperwork to
0: smack you over the nose with. Do you know if they even have them uh have new employees in any department, and again, maybe uh, there's an email here just to inquire, but do they have any any new hires engage in some kind of like, I'm just thinking back to when I was an adjunct for a blink of an eye, but I, you know, I had to watch a, a PowerPoint presentation and then sign off on this PowerPoint presentation that was basically a diversity, equity, and inclusion thing, and that was like 10 years ago. Oh, wow.
1: I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what. The, I'm not sure what they're doing. I'm, I mean, when I was hired, there was no PowerPoint presentation, and um, and if they had, I probably would have looked at them and said, "You can't ask these questions. It's yeah. illegal." and and you know okay maybe i'm blowing my chance for a job here but maybe i don't want to work here if you're going to be breaking the law right from the start no kidding <clears throat> so i don't i don't know um i i i would have to very delicately inquire but i, I and i don't want to say i don't think so
2: cuz you know i could be wrong yeah so okay. that's. i'll keep
0: my eyeballs open yeah I, again, I know that Marshall and Miami are no longer in the same conference, so they may not do particular things the same way anymore. But, uh, yeah, th- th- this this campus is, has gone straight to hell. I mean, there's no there's no other way to put it. <laughs> John,
1: they're designed as communists. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. It's going to go straight to hell. That's right. <laughs> That's the only path that it can go. That's right. And I say I say let them collapse. Yep. Um I just read where was that I was reading about a um Christian school that embraced the LGBTQ community in um December of 20 when did they do this? 2021? And um and they've lost all their funding. They lost the schools that supported them and they've lost their donor base and now they they've gotta shut their doors.
2: And there you have it.
1: Fourteen months later. So I mean, you know, this uh the whole critical race theory, that's the the deep state has lost that one. The mama and papa bears all over the country are taking back their school boards, they're taking back their their city councils. Um, you know, it's moving up. It's it's grassroots from the from the bottom up. I I have been amused, greatly amused, that the state of West Virginia is now trying to advertise in Ohio, Kentucky, and um, Pennsylvania, and some of the other surrounding states that we have a great K twelve system. Bring your students here. Well, that tells me they've lost so many students that. Now they're really screwed. And we've been hearing in counties that there are, there are school districts that are now having to be consolidated because they've lost so many students.
0: Exactly. That's happening more and more, too.
1: Yep. So, you know, the smart money is not paying for this crap. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it to work its way up to the universities where the donor base says, I'm not paying for that. I'm not giving you any more money. You know, you want to fund your DEI, your critical race theory? Figure it out, but I'm not I'm not paying for it. You know, the only way to kill this dragon is stop feeding it. Um, I told Dave Janda that a couple of years ago when he talked about being a big donor at Bucknell, and I said, stop giving him money. And then after they had their, um, they had somebody from Antifa there Talking in the fall of, I think it was the fall of twenty twenty, and that was it. That Dave, Dave stopped all of his money going to Bucknell and talked to other big donors. And I don't, I don't know how Bucknell is being funded now. But when I left there, they were looking at um, getting students with huge student loans. So they were looking at getting in on the federal student loan market to fund their progress. I guess is the way I want to put it. So the only way to the only way to kill this dragon is stop giving it money. Stop feeding it. And and if you really want to make
2: a a big difference on campus, laugh at them. <laughs> no kidding.
0: Yeah. They need to be laughed at, no doubt.
1: Yeah. So I mean there's there's good stuff happening all over the place. Um, you just have to you just have to sit back and, and look for it. Um There is a software company that tracks college students' behavior. The software company is called Maxient, M A X I E N T, and I learned this by reading the College Fix. They, they, this Maxient company is in thirteen hundred colleges and universities nationwide, and they're there to help the college or university get this manage student behavior by collecting their data and records about various things related to a student's conduct and well-being. Wow. I know, so I, I went on a frantic search this morning to see if I could find out if Marshall is using this as well. But you know, we know that all these universities were using tracking software to track students when they came back to campus after COVID. Yep. So. That was another thing that I declined to participate in.
0: Yeah, I remember they had uh, a bunch of students, again, I'm I'm sure if it wasn't happening at Miami, it was happening other places, but they had them download an app. And that's all you had yep. to do. Download the app and pop in your information and let us know where you are and if you've yep. tested positive or not. And- yep. And when I showed the
1: clip that Jesse sent me about the smart devices... um. I played that twice for the students, and the looks on their faces were, it was just precious, because I looked at them, and I said, how many of you have smart devices, and they all held up their phones, and I said, huh, that's interesting. Is it really smart, or are you just being tracked everywhere? The apropos um, example is when you were talking with Mark Steele, and the very next day, those boxes showed up in your city, and I thought, "Uh uh-huh, that's not surprising.
2: Yeah.
0: And in the last episode I read the city's response to me because I I told them, I said this is this is a weapon. I said here's all the articles that say so. It's all from the Children's Health Defense website, including lawsuits mm-hmm. where people are getting rid of them. Their answer back was, we can't control it. It's an FCC mm-hmm. EPA thing. We don't have any control and the city's not concerned with it. Yeah. You're going to be concerned.
1: Uh, wow. You're going to be concerned when you lose your money. So like I said, it's all good stuff. It really is. Um, The the deep state is going to whine and cry and moan and stamp their feet and throw their little hissy fits. and, And it's all going to be for naught because they cannot stop. Every time they do this, every time they act out, more and more people wake up. So they can't go backwards because they're exposed. All they can do is go forward at full throttle. And <laughs> the faster they go, the more people they wake up. So they go faster and more people wake up. And pretty soon they're all going to be standing around going, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your <laughs> They're going to throw each other under the bus.
0: Yeah. We didn't it's, say that. We didn't say that.
1: <laughs> yes, you did.
0: Yeah. You did. And
1: I've, and I've got it on video. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. We've archived all of so, this offline. Yeah, so
1: I think Cliff High was right. I think, you know, it's going to take a little bit. He was talking about how the mainstream media was going to bite the dust, and I think he was talking about that in the fall of 2021. It's taken a little bit longer than I thought it should, but that's okay. It's still falling. So, you know, more and more things are coming out in the open, and, we're going to be finding out that it was the uh Department of Defense that actually manufactured the vaccines because we've already found out that the um I think it was in court proceedings and uh, forgive me, I don't remember the lawyer who was prosecuting Pfizer, but Pfizer said we didn't do it we we didn't commit fraud, we just delivered the fraud the government ordered us to do. <laughs>
2: I saw that. <laughs> yeah, so, incredible. You know,
1: a year ago, even 6 months ago, something like that would have been hushed up and they can't hush anything now. There are a billion people out there that are now expert researchers and and you you just the deep state just does not have enough resources at its command and control to overcome a billion people who are doing research and exposing everything that's going on. And that's why we win. Because everything is going to be exposed. And when everything is exposed, um, when there are no secrets, when technology that the deep state created and invented so that they could control things is used against them, they lose. They're losing now. They've already lost. So it's a good thing. Um, everything that's happened, even even the train wreck at East Palestine, and then the six others that happened in the three weeks following that, all of them containing um, toxic materials. Um,
2: even that is going to work against the deep state. Um, yeah,
1: we you know we're we're now sensitized. It's like being allergic to shrimp. You know, you you, you think you can eat the shrimp? You eat the shrimp. You get you get hives and you get real sick well now you're you're going to be real particular about not eating shrimp so we're all sensitized now or a lot of us are we're well sensitized and other people are getting the same allergic reaction to the deep state and it, you can't stop it once this 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 avalanche is coming down the hill and you you know the smart ones are out of the way but I'd, I don't think there's very many smart people in the deep state. I think they're pretty pretty much stupid. And they're all running around like chickens with their heads cut off because they got no orders. Because they're cut off from their upline, if you will. Because their upline is gone.
2: Yep. I agree with you. The devil is reckless.
1: Well, he's arrogant. And, you know, they sow the seeds of their own destruction every single time. So, you know, I I would say to people out there, um, just uh, be prepared, you know, gather gather if you feel like you need to gather some foodstuffs, gather some foodstuffs, neighbor up, you know, learn who your neighbors are, who you can trust, who you shouldn't, find out who's raising chickens, <laughs> make trade deals
2: and And
1: you know, be of good cheer, because i th- I think personally, I think God's got this, and I think that what is being revealed to us is like I said to jesse it's it's like the the scene in the Mummy with Brendan and Fraser where the the mummy is trying to create this great big, scary sandstorm, and then he's his attention is diverted. By a kiss and the whole sandstorm just melts. And that's what we're seeing now. That sandstorm is melting right in front of our eyes. And we're going to see that that the reason that we feared these people is because they were able to hide in the shadows. Well, they can't hide anymore. And we're going to look around and see our neighbors and our friends and our relatives and we're going to be standing shoulder to shoulder and there's way more of us than there are of them. And we will see that there is absolutely nothing to fear.
0: Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out com for more information. Take care and God bless.